Um, inshallah, if we have the time, we'll try and cover these issues. How do banks make their money? What is the concept of money in Islam? Interest rates, basically compound interest, simple interest, what are they? What's the difference between investing in a bank versus investing in a business? Um, what interest does to society? How does compound interest work? What are APRs? And number eight, I don't think we'll have time for that, but flat interest. Um, there are two types of accounts, a checking account known also as a current account and a savings account. So the person okay, in, uh, puts money into these accounts. Okay, usually the checking account or the current account is just there is basically the account that people use for their day to day transactions. And the savings account is obviously, as the name suggests, is an account that they use to save money. So the basically what usually happens is in your savings account, you, you accrue interest in your savings account and the bank basically pays you interest if basically you leave that money untouched for a period of time. OK, um, so they trade money as a commodity, not just as a value for exchange. But in Islam, the value of money is stored within the commodity and can't be obtained outside. OK, so you can't just manipulate money and change. So it has to be asset backed. Basically, this is the difference between Isla the Islamic economy and Islamic finance and Western finance. So the concept of money in Islam basically is that in Islam, um, we recognize commodities that have value in themselves and they act as money. So the, the, these commodities are like a gold, silver, rice, dates, wheat, barley, the things that we mentioned earlier in, in the, the lesson of riba. So a person can enjoy the benefits of these commodities and they can actually use these commodities as money as well to exchange for other commodities that are equal in value or maybe higher in value. Okay. So um, money basically is just a medium of exchange and it's a store of value. Okay. In Islam, you can't basically sell money for money. You can't rent money out because that's what banks do and that's how interest is accrued um, and basically now so the qawaid and the principles here i've just summarized them for you is that money basically has no intrinsic value but it's a medium of exchange okay any currency or any money that has the same domain all money that has the same denomination are 100 equal this is the qawaid and the principle so 100 sterling pounds is equal to another 100 sterling pounds. 200 US dollars is equal to another 200 US dollars, okay? Um, so in Islam, basically, Islam negates what's known as the concept of time value for money. And this is the a Western concept, the time value for money, which basically means 100 pounds today is, is different in value to 100 pounds tomorrow. So that's why they ask for interest. So, and this difference in value is what's known as the interest rate, okay? So this is known as the time. So in Islam, 100 pounds today is equal to 100 pounds tomorrow. In Western finance or contemporary finance, 100 pounds today is different to 100 pounds tomorrow, okay? So you can't sell money for money. You can't rent it out to, gener to generate surplus value by itself and money can only be exchanged for goods and services. So just to summarize, interest rates basically are, when we say interest rates, 
What that basically means is that the bank or the Bank of England, for example, sets specific rates for interest. So this is the price at which you can borrow money or this is the price for which you can lend money. So let's say, for example, um, you borrow £1,000, okay, and the interest rate is 10%, okay, which is very high. And you, you're asked, you have to repay this in six months, but at an interest rate of 10%, okay. How much do you have to pay back? You have to pay back, obviously, after 10% uh, would of, of 100 pounds, for example, is going to be um, so, nah. so you have to pay back, for example, if 10% of 100 pounds is uh, يعني, um, nah. So basically, let's say um, if it's 1000 pounds, so one year at 10% would cost you 100 pounds, okay, which is a 10% of 1000 pounds. So after six months, you have to pay half of that, which is 50 pounds. So this is basically what interest rates mean. Um, also, there are interest rates for savings as well. So there's interest rates for lending and there's interest rates for saving. So subhanAllah, the, inter the interest rates for saving are, um, are less than the, than the interest rates for lending. So usually now um, in your savings account, the interest rates for savings basically is on average about 0.06%, okay, or 0.09%, okay? So let's say you put a thousand pounds in your savings account and let's assume and be generous and say that the interest rate is 5%. So after a year, you will have saved and you'll have earned 50 pound basically of that thousand pounds. So you, you, you will have in your savings account 1,000 pounds and then and 50 pounds, 1,050 pounds. So this is how savings accounts and interest works. So why, what is the difference between inv investing in a bank versus investing in a business? Obviously, طبعاً, all of these things are haram, and we've, we've covered this, um, but I just want you to have a picture and see how interest rates work in real life. Um, so, Basically, investors, if you're an investor in this current, يعني, in, in, and, and you obviously you, you are someone who doesn't care about how they earn their money and you don't really care about interest and you don't believe in the fact that it's haram. So let's say, for example, you're an investor and you have a choice to invest in a business or a choice to invest in a bank. Okay. How? By putting your money in a savings account. So if the bank you look at basically the interest rate and you also look at this investment in a business so the investment in a business there is risk involved because the business could fail and your principal and the money you've invested you could lose all of that money whereas a investment in a bank there's no risk involved so your money is safe somewhere sitting somewhere earning you money your money is basically earning you money so what banks what basically what the concept of interest does is that it destroys investments people would rather put their money in in banks than actually invest in businesses um al-imam uh, al-razi in his tafsir he mentions this issue and he says وذلك لأن صاحب الدرهم إذا تمكن بواسطة عقد الربا من تحصيل الدرهم الزائد نقدا كان أو نسيئة He says that the reason why riba has been made haram is that riba 
basically causes the person not to uh, not to basically busy themselves or not to work and invest in legitimate businesses because the person with with money um, this person will um, basically uh, would rather earn through riba if they don't fear Allah because there's no risk involved then actually earn through legitimate investments and businesses wahakada okay um uh, there's a book authored by uh, a, an, a famous economist known as John Keynes in 1936. The title of the book is The General Theory of Employment, Interest and Money. And he authored this book after the Great Depression in the States, the 1930 Great Depression and Recession that occurred. And some of the principles that he mentioned, it's very interesting if you read this book. He says that basically, or he mentions that high interest rates hinder production. Obviously, he says high interest rates. Yani he, he wants people to have banks to have low interest rates because the concept of not having any interest rates is alien to Western society. Okay. So he says high interest rates hinder production and it tempts the owner of the savings to obtain guaranteed return without exposing his money to risk. Yani the same thing that Al Imam Al Razi and the fuqaha and the ulama of, of Islam, the same conclusion that, that they came to hundreds of years before him, he comes to this conclusion here. He says it tempts the owner of the savings to obtain the guaranteed return without exposing his money to risk. How? By making, by investing his money. So he says that the businessman will not expand his business because the returns from his expansion will be less than the interest being paid to him by the bank with the added risk. And he goes on and he mentions some a lot, lots of examples. If you really want to know, I advise um, and, and look more deeply into this issue, then go back to this book. He talks about this, uh, these issues, and he mentions it obviously from a, from a Western point of view. And you can see even famous economists have come to the conclusion that interest is something, interest rates are, yani, are evil and uh, interest rates have to be curtailed and have to be basically... Um, uh, controlled. So why is riba haram also? One of the, ilal, the the reasons why riba is haram is because it causes enmity and hatred. There's zulm, there's oppression in riba. And the person who gives riba and the person who deals in riba and usury, this person is often lazy, doesn't want to work because why should they? They're earning money from riba. And this, this person, it destroys in society invention, it destroys in society crafts uh, and that society to, to, to basically become uh, better in everything because of the riba that's there. And obviously there's, there's oppression and there's dhulm. Um, regarding compound interest, so in basically just to summarize, compound interest is interest on interest. Okay, so if you had a thousand pounds in your savings account, and let's say the interest rate was 10%. So what you will do after year one, if there's compound interest on this, okay, what will happen is if, and this compound interest occurs in, in savings accounts and it occurs in when borrowing as well, when you're borrowing. So let's say you're borrowing, borrowing a thousand pounds from the bank and the bank tells you that there's compound interest on this. That basically means that you will occur, incur, 
um, you'll have to pay 10% annual interest. So after year one, you'll have to pay interest on not only on the principal, but also interest on the interest itself. And then after year two, okay, you'll pay interest, you'll pay interest on the principal, you'll pay interest on the interest on year of year one, and you'll pay interest on the interest of year two. Okay. So that's basically compound interest. And the same thing happens when you save as well. Okay. So if you put money away for 20 years, if you're earning a hundred pounds a year, okay, without the compound, you will have three thousand pounds at the bank afterwards. However, if you're if it's compounded, then that will compound to six thousand seven hundred pounds. We'll have that to that. Now, APRs basically stands for the annual percentage rate. Okay, and when an APR is calculated. If, for example, you're purchasing something and it says method and 1% APR or, or 2% APR or whatever, that basically means that you're the, it's calculating the cost of the borrowing and any other fees, any other associated fees. Okay. So if, for example, if, for example, the commodity that you're purchasing or the transaction that you're doing says 0% APR, that still doesn't mean there's no riba, there's no interest. There could be interest, but APR could mean here in this circumstance, it could mean just basically there are no other charges. There are no other associated fees. So these are things that you have to look at. Read on APRs. If you go to Google and type in APR and read the statement of the FCA on this. Now, um, so basically the solution to all of this is avoid all interest. Yamhaqullahu riba wa yurbi sadaqat, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Yamhaqullahu riba, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroys the barakah of riba, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases the barakah and the blessings of uh, trade, of investment, of halal trade and investment, wa yurbi sadaqat, and also sadaqat and charity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, alladhina yaakuluna riba, those who eat and consume interest will not stand on Yawm Al-Qiyamah except like the standing of a person beaten by the shaitan, leading him to insanity. That is because they say trading is only like riba. This is what they say. Trade is like riba. So they made that halal for themselves. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted trading and and has forbidden riba. Okay? We'll stop here inshallah ta'ala. Jazakumullah khayran. Sallallahu sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. So I'm going to take a few questions inshallah. I don't think my laptop can handle this. So I'm going to take a few questions. Um, first question is, um, there are 50 pence coins that have special drawings. People sell it for hundreds of pounds. Is this riba? Yes, it is riba because this is this falls into the category. So 50 pence coins, this is a, if it, this is a dollar coin, for example, um, if this is a 50 pence UK coin and they, they sell it for hundreds of pounds, then this is ainu riba, this is riba and this is impermissible. 
in terms of savings accounts, is this permissible to have? Yes, you can have savings accounts, but you have to basically tell your bank that you do not wish to accrue any interest on this savings account, okay? Any interest or any anything on the savings account, okay? And if, for example, they, they you do tell you do say this to them, and they end up giving you some uh, interest, um, whether it's small or big, then don't give it back to the bank. But you know, try your best not to have a savings account or move banks if you have to take you know go take your money elsewhere to another to, a, to another bank that won't give you interest. But the interest that they give you, then use this um, and spend on al ashia al mumtahana, and spend on uh, things that are basically uh, considered to be uh, insignificant in the sight of the Muslims, like, for example, building roads, building toilets, um, but don't use that money to build a masjid, for example, or give sadaqah or charity. Assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam. If you, are, if you are given a loan, but you will have to pay that back once you have the means little by little, even if that is a little amount that you gain, However, over a few decades, if the full amount is not paid, then the loan is cancelled, as in you don't have to pay anything anymore. Does this come to be uh, riba? Uh, no. This, uh, if the person has, has uh, compromised and they, have told, and they have basically written off your debt, um, then no, this is not considered to be riba. Okay? I think you're maybe... A, Maybe you're referring to student loans, Wallahu a'lam. But in any case, um, this is not considered to be riba, uh, alhamdulillah. Are cashbacks considered riba? You purchase an item and the company will give you cash back on, on what you purchased months later. Understand what cashbacks are. are. You purchase an item and then the company will give you cash back on what you purchase. I don't understand. Afwan. Is exchanging different currencies allowed? Yes, exchanging different currencies is allowed. If two hours of work was done and two hours were paid immediately, plus two extra hours that haven't been completed yet, is it riba to give advance payment? So if two hours of work was done and two hours were paid immediately, plus extra hours. I don't know. This is this is a different, totally different mess or issue. What work are you referring to? What are the two hours? Is this something that the person owes you? Um, do they owe you two hours? If they owe you two hours of work and يعني, then they have to uh, you know they have to pay back those two hours of work. But if you then charge them extra hours on top of that because they were unable to, to work or they were unable to do this work in a spe specified time period, then yes, this is riba, if that's what you mean. If I purchase a banana for 5p and sell it for 50p, no, is this riba? No, it's not riba. Okay, this is trade. If you purchase a banana for 5p and you sell it, this is not riba. Okay, but that could be, you know, maximum you can sell it is the maximum that the sook allows you to. As long as you don't fall into what's known as bay'ul ghaban, then that's fine. Al-Muhim, the answer to your question is, this is not riba. Stocks, that's a different issue. Is it haram to invest in stocks? You know, we need to nufassil al-mas'ala. It depends on the company. 
maybe we'll have another session on, on, on these things. I sell my work on an American website and I get paid in dollars into my PayPal. I convert this immediately, immediately to pounds when I withdraw it from PayPal. Uh, is there anything wrong with this Islamically? No, there isn't. And if you, you sell your work in America and you get paid in dollars into, no, and you convert this immediately to pounds when you withdraw it from PayPal, there's nothing wrong with this, alhamdulillah. Uh, do you know any banks that are halal to save in or halal investments? Wallahi, no, I don't. I'm not saying that they don't exist, but I, I don't really know. It makes sense not to invest when there is risk. No, um, well, it, it doesn't make sense, no. Um, the whole concept of Islamic finance is profit and loss sharing. You, you know, you, when you invest, there's different types of investments. There's mudaraba, murabaha, musharaka. Um, the whole concept, that's business. Business has an element of risk, but you weigh the risks with the reward as well. Um, so uh, investments, some risks are negligible. Others are not negligible. So it really depends. Do you recommend a young person to open a halal business before getting married and before going out to seek knowledge abroad? However, they at the same time study in their country. If you're talking about seeking knowledge and what you should do before seeking knowledge, then my advice and nasiha is the student of knowledge should always have a hirfa, have a, have a, have a trade. The student of knowledge should have some sort of trade um you know the salaf some of them used to uh, fix some of them were carpenters others used to fix shoes and imam al-bani rahimahullah ta'ala he used to fix watches so have some sort of trade uh, for you to fall back on and you don't need to rely on other people okay so if you can open a halal business before getting married then that's that would be better because when you open a halal business before getting married then that means when you're married inshallah then you know, you will have a good means of risk and sustenance to provide for your wife and for your children and for your family. That doesn't mean that if you can't open a halal business, you should never ever get married. You can work and become an employee of a company, inshallah, and earn halal risk and money. Um, and at the same time, don't neglect your studies. Don't neglect the fact that you're a student of knowledge. This, this should be something that you should always strive to. So it's difficult to keep that balance, but try and uh, try and, and, and keep that balance. My sister has bonds for her children. Is this, that's a very vague question. And it's, Allahu alam, If, if I, if I am borrowing, if borrowing, ish, if I borrowing, to clarify the cash book, I purchased something for 200 pounds. The company will give me 8% if 200 pounds, data just to make sure so this is basically a it's not a loan transaction this is an investment yeah and this is an invest investment you're purchasing 200 pounds and the company will give you eight percent if 200 pounds back a few months if you if you give the 200 pounds back a few months later why are you giving the 200 pounds back to them a few months later is this some sort of is this a loan transaction is this an investment why would you give them back the 200 pounds? If you've borrowed 200 pounds from them, if this is what you mean, and you've borrowed 200 pounds from them, and the company basically, uh, or you've lent the company, let's say you've borrowed 200 pounds from them, and they ask you 
you have to pay, and they tell you you need to pay this back within one year, and there's eight percent interest on this, then this is riba, obviously. This is riba. But if you've purchased something for two hundred pounds, then the company will give you eight percent. If that, I don't. Yani al qaida basically the principle is that two contract or two transactions cannot be cannot happen at the same time. There has to be one transaction. So here it seems from the question that there are two transactions. And I'm yet to really understand fully, but what it seems to me is that there are two transactions. The first transaction is you've purchased an item for 200 pounds. The second transaction is the company giving you 8%. For whatever reason, I'm, I don't understand why. Okay, but if that's the case, then you can't have Prophet forbade, as the hadith states, having two transactions in one. So here, this seems to me like there is two transactions in one. Bay'ul Ghaban is basically uh, when you sell something for an exorbitant price, selling a, a a pen, for example, a, a, a viral pen for 20 pounds is bay'ul ghaban. Okay? And laha masailuhum. Tayyib, inshallah ta'ala, jazakumullah khayran. Naqif indaha hadha al-had. We'll stop here, inshallah. Wa sallallahu sallam ala nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.